Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. Oh, boy. Big day again today. I um, did get a good night's sleep, though. Or at least slept in late. I don't know if it was an exceptional night of resting, but it did the job. Um, man, we walked so far today, Casey and I. Um, it started with going down to the water and the Mediterranean Sea, for those of you who, uh, are curious and getting lunch, hanging out around there. A lot of stuff was closed because it's Christmas, but a lot of stuff was open because it's an international city, of course. Um, right away I had a salad. Ensalada Noruga, and it had potatoes and like smashed up hard boiled eggs, fish. I think it was tuna, maybe it was salmon. It was pretty good, but I was just picking at it. I still had kind of a, uh, I mean, honestly, it could just be no weed, you know what I mean? Like, you leave the country, and what am I gonna ask some random dude for a hashish hookup? So I don't have as much of an appetite here. But it also could be that it's such a different time. You know, right? It'd be like eating eating at noon here is like eating at 4 a.m. at home. And I'm not quite caught up. But the salad was good. And I had a beer. Casey had some ceviche. Um, then we went on this walk from the sea up this mountain. Mont Use Or Mont Uke. I don't know. Spelt like juice without the E. Um, the way that we went up was the ocean side. And it felt very aimless. I mean, Casey was like, oh, there's a, there's a castle. And then on the other side, there's a Mies van der Rohe exhibit. And... Juan Maro uh, has his institute up there, foundation. So that all sounded cool to me, less so the castle. But what ended up happening, I really had to go pee. And so I peed along the kind of where the highway meets the port side of town, meets this mountain, and that side of the mountain was all this insane botanical garden. Cactuses like you've never seen. Giant cactuses. Little cactuses. It was like a Dr. Seuss book, right? Um, snuck a little pee in, and then we walked through those gardens. And it was just already, you have to think, we'd walked a few miles. Getting down. Whew, getting down there to eat. And everything so far so then it got really steep and we're walking up this steep uh, the whole thing was switchbacks and if you look at it on a map uh, which I really do recommend you you look at it on a map because I don't know uh, if you like maps some people do my friend Matt likes maps a lot my friend Matt likes maps a lot and uh, sometimes he'll be like oh let's look on maps and and then you know you can appreciate it also, you forget, you know, maps are cool. 
if you were to zoom in on Mont use on maps and you were to look at these gardens, you would see that uh, the switchbacks I'm talking about are pretty intense. And that being said, there were also stairs, which kind of cut through the switchbacks. So we were just climbing these stairs like crazy. And then we got to another road that cuts up the mountain and there's this tunnel and we were like, okay, I guess we're going to walk up the road again. Here we go. And, uh, we get to like this whole parking lot area and we're like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why I'm dwelling on this, but we were like, oh, weird, this parking lot. Okay. And we start walking around it and we're like, oh, where are we again? It was one of those situations where you're really feeling it out on the map. And because of the switchback situation, it was kind of confusing, but it started getting more crowded. And then we found there's this hotel, the hotel... I think it was called like the American or something, Hotel Macarine or maybe you know, something like that. It was a really cool hotel with, again, really regal gardens, extraordinarily well-kept with orange trees and little bushes and shrubs and smells. that were. Uh, this whole place smells strange to me. Our bathroom and the Airbnb smells weird. The streets smell weird. Alley, everything smells weird. But this garden was like plants. You could tell it was plants that smelled weird anyway. Um, we come around this corner, and we just discovered this coolest neighborhood. Now, Santa Casey, like, it's not literally a neighborhood. That there, there's not houses. It's like hotel, castle, Olympic pool, but a wild restaurant. The uh, Foundation Juan Miro. It, <laughs> In America, it would have been a rest. It would have been a neighborhood. There would have been houses built up there, nice houses, I'm sure. But there was something really cool about it, just being like parks and um, institutions, you know, schools, like a really cool school. And finally, we did come across the sculpture garden at the uh, Juan Miro Foundation, and walked through there. It was closed, the building, but the sculpture garden was opened. And then we came around the corner, and there's this insane descending staircase of fountains going down and the hit the mountain like I don't know very far and there's water running down the sides like the handrails and pools every few landings that split both ways and then conjoin with another fountain it was so it was so sick and um we went down to this street thinking oh, okay so the Mies van der Rohe thing must be right here but then we came across like the Congress castle. I don't know. It, it, there was so much. It was, it was a lot to process. And at this point, we'd been walking for a long time. And, of course, when you're up on this mountain, you look over and you see all of Barcelona. You've realized that you've, like, climbed above the city to this amazing vantage point. And my family had gone, had gone separately to... Um, Gaudi's Cathedral, this Sangria Familia, which just had a new its new tallest tower completed actually a few days ago. They went over to see it. I don't care about cathedrals, but we could see it in the distance. And we could tell, oh, wow, they took a taxi that far. You know, look, we can see where they are. 
it was an amazing view and, and truly an amazing city. I mean, the, the longer we're here, the more obvious it is. You could land here and, and know immediately, like, wow, this is a, uh, they're not messing around here. This is a real, this is the real deal. But walking through it in different ways, going up to these little neighborhoods, that's where you really are like, oh, yeah, this is a timeless spot on earth that I would never think less of someone for spending their whole life here. This is truly a place you could be born and live your whole life, and I would still not think less of you for never moving away from home. And um, I would even understand it. Um, that being said, we, we came down this staircase, as far as I can remember. I mean, there were so many staircases. We came down it and then thought, okay, this is the street, and then kept walking down that street and found this insane restaurant and... This it was really popping off. There was a cable car that went what we thought we it went up to the castle, and maybe it did. Maybe it was a different castle than the thing that was the Congress or whatever. But um, there was these people pushing a stroller, and we we found out. Oh, I think we have to go more uphill again. So we turned and like there was this insane staircase with this giant concrete structure that I mean, you couldn't tell what it was maybe it was a power plant maybe it was a a bunker I, you couldn't tell what it was we get to the staircase and i joke with the father who's pushing the stroller i'm like oh you got to carry it up it's gonna be a good exercise and he was like yeah and then we started we got like halfway up the staircase and he they were still down at the base and i turned around and was like do not do it go back because this is an insane staircase and it was. Turns out it was the Olympics were here in 1992. And that was the swimming pool up in the mountains, like overlooking the whole city. Insane. Insane. Um, and we got up there and continued and went forward. That's where we found the, the Congress castle or whatever I was telling you about. And it also had this insane promenade that just went down with giant columns and Fountains and escalators that were like really cool. I'd never seen so many outdoor escalators. Um, Casey took some cool pictures of it all. We go down there, and that is where Mies van der Rohe's Barcelona Pavilion was reconstructed to sit. Um, and I, that that is a building that is famous that you recognize from textbooks. And I'm a I think Mies van der Rohe is probably my favorite architect as basic as that might sound i do love mies van der rohe i think he was on to something and the barcelona pavilion well not my favorite work of his by of the top, off the top of my head it's my least favorite work of his was still something i was excited to see in real life it was closed because it was christmas we got to walk up to it we got to take pictures of it and kind of like peek around the sides and everything um and you'd recognize it if you're not familiar with his Barcelona Pavilion. It was from the 18, I think, 88 World's Fair. Or, you know, there was an 1800s World... No, that doesn't make sense. He wasn't alive then, was he? Must have been like 1932 or something like that. I don't know why I thought it was the 1800s. There was a World's Fair here in the 1800s. But that doesn't line up with Mies van der Rohe. And, and this building, obviously, was mid-century. Um, It was... It, it was cool. You'd recognize it. You'd recognize the chairs in it. And it was nice to be able to see the construction methods up close for real because I'd seen 
the uh, cross-section images of his design for the pillars. And it's like, yeah, okay, okay. But then you see him in real life, and you're like, oh, huh. Anyway, at that point, my family was heading back from the uh, cathedral. And it, what's wild is, like, they took a taxi from the water to the cathedral, and then a taxi, or maybe the metro they took um, back, and then another taxi or whatever. But in the time that they went to the other side of town to see the cathedral, which we could see from where we went, we had walked like six more miles or something insane. Like we'd walked up and around basically two mountains, up a mountain, down it again, and then up again and around it and down. And when we got to the bottom by the Mies van der Rohe exhibit, Casey looked up our Airbnb. And at this point it was like 5 p.m. because we slept in and everything. Um, we were super close. We were super close to the Airbnb and we just walked right over. So we practically walked around. We halfway circumnavigated Barcelona. We walked all the way, I think, north, northeast, and then all the way east, and then back south around and, you know, made a giant, basically a sea, in, in an inverted sea. Um, and we went to sushi later. Been hanging out. They're doing, like, Oreo gingerbread houses right now. So. Oh, and I got a call. I got a call from a number. Before we left the house this morning, I I spent so long on hold. So long on hold trying to find my luggage. Turns out that the woman at the airport who wrote my, like, incident report... I couldn't, she had an ineligible single symbol that she put in halfway through my, my number that we were just like, I don't know what this is. Is it an A? Everyone thought it was an A at first, but it wasn't. Is it an L? Uh, no. Is it an I? No. Is it a one? Maybe it was a one, but nothing we did worked. And when we used my baggage claim or, you know, my other number that I had, from the tag, it said that it was last on a flight two days ago. That was the last update. On a flight. So that kind of sucked. And then the number that she, like, highlighted to call just said a phrase in Spanish over and over. Someone will be with you momentarily for, you know, 30 minutes. I sat there listening to that nonsense. And then the other numbers you would try and call either were America and they were closed because of the hours or the day. It was Christmas. Or, I don't know. Everything, everything was closed. The other number that was the Spanish one, you would call and it would be like, this is no longer active. Use the other number. And you're like, there's no other number. There is no other number. So there was no... I. <sighs> That frustrates me because usually that sort of stuff I put off. And then when I do go to deal with it, if it doesn't, if I can't deal with it in one setting, I get very demoralized. But we came back later from that long walk and we were hanging out. We made a pizza. The uh, oven in the Airbnb doesn't work, which is really annoying. So I had to make it on the stove. And, uh, then I looked at my phone and I had a missed call from Barcelona. 
And I was like, oh, that's it. But then that number wouldn't work multiple times. And you have to like figure out a way to add the international dial code to a callback. Because normally you just hit callback, but that didn't do it. Anyway, I got a hold of someone who there was a heavy language barrier. Said they'll be bringing my luggage tomorrow. But here's the deal with that. On one hand, great to hear. That's cool. I'm still going to have to try and get some clothing reimbursed. A couple pairs of pants and a sweater. I think that that should be fair. But um, we're in the, we're on the fourth floor of an apartment building that you need to get buzzed into. And we'd like to go to the Museum of Contemporary Art tomorrow. I should have pressed harder. Casey was like, call her back and ask more. But she was just like, yeah, I'll bring it tomorrow. Deliver it tomorrow. You're on the fourth floor? And it's just like, dude, will you be able to get in? Like, are you going to call me? Like, what time are you going to come by? I should have asked. But there was a language barrier. So we will see. But um, that was good. And then we went out to Sushi. And, okay, to highlight this, Sushi here, dinner for six people. Not all of us had Sushi, because my mom doesn't like Sushi. But my mom had, like... Three appetizers as her meal. You know, she had like edamame and miso soup with a bunch of stuff in it and uh, egg rolls. And then everyone else, let's see, there was two sushi rolls ordered. There was two bowls of ramen ordered. I had a beer, uh, three Cokes. Um, and then me and my dad both had, I had sushi Donburi, which was, you know, Donburi is like a rice bowl version of sushi food. And then my dad had uh, eel Donburi, which here they, they call it like Angula Donburi. And I was like, what is that? I couldn't translate it on my phone because I think it was like a Catalan or Spanish translation of a Japanese word. It didn't work out, you know, but it was it was eel. All of that was like $76. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's a lot less. Like, if that was if this was a sushi dinner in America, even though we didn't all eat sushi, it would have been, like, easily a couple hundred dollars, right? I don't know. It was wild. But that, that there was some also language barrier stuff there. It was very weird. There was a lot of, like, hand-waving, and she was, like, getting really frustrated at, at the beginning because we were trying to help her move the table. It was weird. Anyway, guys, I'm going to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Come again tomorrow.